You're listening to audio provided by Valleydale Church. To find more resources or to donate to this ministry, please check out valleydale.org. Okay, so this is so we're live now, so we have to so be serious. This, this Kirkwood is here. He's left Lauren, who in between contractions are watching three other children, but he's here. <gasps> oh. <laughs> No, he wishes she were. I'm deeply, I'm so committed to Christian ministry, Pastor, that I would leave my leave my family behind yep, yeah. to be here on the podcast with you. No, that's that's the story of the day, right? That right. my wife is. I think it's like ten days overdue with our no, child. No, really. I think is so. it. What's today? Is today is, the seventh. That baby is cooking. She now. was due on the twenty seventh of January. That that baby's cooking. Yeah, for sure. They, we went last week for an ultrasound, and they said, we have this score where they measure the, the, the baby and the movement of the baby and, like, the fluid in the womb and all this thing. And they said, and, um, it, it's from one to eight of how comfortable the baby is in the womb. And your child scored an eight out of eight. <laughs> and we're like, oh, you think? She's, hey, she's feeling great Champion there. right there, man. <laughs> Uh, maybe we need to knock that score down so she'll get out of there. Um, Do you know? If, is it a boy, girl? It's a girl. It's a girl. We're going to name her Hope, and I mean, so she's already showed that she's just not in a hurry about about anything. <laughs> patience. You ought to name her Patience. Maybe, yeah. Maybe you just need to change the name here at, at zero hour. Oh so, golly! Um, but mom, yeah, her 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 mom, my wife, is at home, um, not alone. She's got her her mom is there. Oh well, that's good. So they're yeah. they're just kind of hanging out. She she told me she's like, you just need to go to work. Um, you know, you don't want pastor you to know, threaten it's to funny. fire you again. You, you know, it's funny when they get you know to this point. They just want you to go away. <laughs> <laughs> just get just out of get here. Out of here. Ki- just you leave. did this to me. You <laughs> take the kids and get out. Get out of here. Out of here. <laughs> I know. I know. Mm. But, but Lord willing, Lord willing, this time next week we'll have a baby. Maybe Joanne will fill in for me on the podcast. Kirkwood, uh, over the weekend, sent me a picture of the three kids unloading the dishwasher. I started to tweet it out and talk about child labor laws. <laughs> and I thought, no, somebody would take it seriously. And it's good to let children do a little work. Oh, no, no, it's perfectly legal because I don't pay them. You know, mm-hmm. that's only when it becomes, you know, actual child labor. <laughs> no, we just don't pay them anything. Uh, we're trying to disciple them. And, you know, you want that's that's always the complaint about the next generation. They just don't know the value of hard work and all this. So I'm trying to. Yeah. My daddy did the same him. thing. He was by the room every morning, at least by six o'clock, flipping the light on you burning daylight. <laughs> Oh, and you're like, got to go Daddy, plow the South the, Forty today. It's the de- it's the dead of winter. There is no daylight yet. You're burning daylight. That's the, that's the struggle. Yeah, I, I I remember some similar similar talks with my own father. He's going to come and visit in a couple of weeks, but he texted me and and he was like, um, you know, usually we come and visit your kids when they're like a month old or so because they live up in Maryland, so they they've never been able to make it down for the for the birth and that sort of thing. But he's like, now we're going to be seeing a two-week-old baby instead of a month-old baby. Oh, so they've already got it set. They've got I, it set. I was yeah, going to say, if he's here when I'm going to Greece, I'd like for him to preach for oh, me. Oh, that'd be incredible. Well, 
What day are you on? We'll have to talk about this offline. I don't yeah. know what. Don't I'd know. like he could preach for me one of those. I Sundays. think it's going to be too. I think it's, he's going to be here too early. Well, tell him to cash the tickets in and just wait. <laughs> I'll, talk, I'll talk to him. I know that that'd be a great honor for him. I'll, I'll talk to him. He's um, they're 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 about to call a new worship leader up there at their church. So he, I was. They hadn't had one him. since you left. I know. Yeah. What well, was that? It's just how it how is. How many years? You ago? know, eighteen years ago, they just had no music for eighteen years. No, of course I'm just kidding. They, they actually, my brother was the worship leader for a little while oh, up there, okay. but then he got married and moved to California, and they're at a cool church out there in California. Are they really? Yeah, it's actually a plant of a plant from uh, the Village Church, you know, Matt Chandler's yeah, church yeah. in Texas. So a really, really faithful body of believers. But yeah, so it's amazing that somebody moved to California in this day and age. Yeah, really. I'd be getting out. But he, he did it. Well, it's a mission field. That's for sure. Well, I thought, uh, it, I thought California, well, I was going to say purgatory, but. It's just yikes. Yikes. You, well, yeah, that, well, that brings us to the message, right? Because you talk, <laughs> talked about purgatory again. And that's not, well, actually, I'm jumping the gun. So we, we got to talk about something here. So you did you did my favorite Pastor Mac maneuver yesterday, um, and you oh did. Boy. I love it when you do this. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this one. <laughs> when you when you're like everybody. Okay, we're, we're we're continuing our series in the Book of Jude today. So everyone, open your Bibles to Jeremiah, and we'll get started. That's like my favorite thing that you do when you like immediately start a different book. Yeah. Um, but you should, but so, and I missed this. I wanted to ask you about this because I don't know if I was holding the kids and it went by too fast, but you were talking about that there was another prophet that Jeremiah had to. Yeah, Hananiah. Hannah, I forgot. Okay, I didn't get his Hananiah, name. Hananiah, chapter 28. Uh, you know, I, 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 um, I can't remember. I hope I did this in the second service as well. Now, Were you in the second service or the first? I watched both of them, oh. but the second one I was holding kids. But, yeah, there it is, Jer- yeah, yeah, Hananiah's yeah, yeah, false prophecy. Yeah, his false prophecy. Jeremiah 28. This guy this guy hounded him until Jeremiah just turned around and pronounced death on the guy. <laughs> and then he died. <laughs> uh, well, and so that's that actually makes it that much more difficult, the question that I'm about to ask you, because Brody okay. and I were talking about this, and okay. you were describing Hananiah, and you kept saying, this guy's showing up. You know, thinks he's the bee's knees. He's young. He's got the skinny jeans on. Mm-hmm. He's got the hair. And I'm sitting there in the service, and everybody's like elbowing me and looking at me like, Pastor's about to get you good. <laughs> no, I, then, you were not even on my and mind. Then Jeremiah killed him. <laughs> I know I wasn't. But the people he sitting was around. not even on my mind. <laughs> I. And then meanwhile, Brody's up in the booth, and Molly Darby's like, he's talking about you, Brody. Your days are numbered. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I love having all these young guys around me. Uh, they don't make me feel young. They do remind me of how old I have gotten. <laughs> don't say that. <clears throat> you know, I had somebody Wednesday night. I think it was Bubba. I, you, you just got to love Bubba. Bubba Willis. Yes, yeah. you just got to. Uh, he looked and he said, because I had on jeans. It was so cold yeah, Wednesday yeah, yeah. night, and I had on jeans and I had on boots and yeah, that's everything, good look for you. even though it was, but it was just, you know, it's cold. Yeah. You, you know, so anyway, I could never have done this any of the other churches I would enter. They would have run me off. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> you know, he said, What's it going to take to get you to do that every Sunday? And I thought, 
I said, you know, Bubba, it's just me. It's just yeah. my what I grew up with, and, you know, I don't expect everybody else to do it. And even though I would love to do it, there's just something on Sunday morning that says if you don't put on a coat and tie, you, you know, you're not fit to go and stand and preach. <laughs> I, know, I know the feeling. I, so I, I even wore when I was in Mississippi last week preaching at their evangelism conference. I, yeah, I, saw I that. did break down and wear a sport coat. You know, David said, "Just wear a sport coat. You don't have to wear a tie." And I put a tie on. And the guy, the guy preaching behind me, Fred Luter, who is just marvelous preacher, wonderful guy. Um, he had, on, of course, he had on a nice suit, but he had no tie on. Mm-hmm. It's just so hard. And I knew that. I knew I, you know, but. That tie just says, put me around your neck, put me around your neck. <laughs> it was a good tie. I saw the pic- – they took a great picture of you. They put the whole thing online. I'm assuming you're – I haven't listened to the message, but I'm assuming they put the message online too. I th- yeah, huh? I think so because several people have been on there saying they were they listened to it okay, or heard good. it or something. But yeah. where, I don't know. Uh, um, I don't know where you find it. But. Well, I like it. I feel like it shows kind of, you know, it, it's given respect to where you've come from and, you know. It's just me. You know, everybody has to be, I, and I encourage that. Be who you are. I've never told you what to wear. Well, no, I know, but I, I try to take my cues from you, you know. I, I, uh, I, wanna, I do want us to have sort of like a, you know, some um, continuity to things we wear. You know, I don't think I'm going to get up there with holes in my jeans, that sort of thing. Um, unless you thank want me you. to. No, no, thank you. no. I don't think my wife would let me out the door if I did something like that on a Sunday. That's my favorite question. I don't know if your wife does this to you. The whole thing, like, are you wearing that? <laughs> You're oh, halfway yeah. out the door. Yeah, they give you that kind of question. You know. Like, well, no, I was. And just... I think she gets it from her sister. You know, she's got these three sisters, four sisters, and oh, one yeah. and one brother. And you know the the sister that's a dynamic all its own. But you know you'll get a they, these sisters will get together and they'll they'll do something. Oh, did you mean for your hair to come out like that? <laughs> uh, uh, so is that mean. what you intended for? So mean. That is you unbelievable. Know. I just I you can't do anything but just roll in the floor when uh, it happens. Yeah. Oh gosh. So she'll say that I'm on my way. Is that what you're wearing? Like, no, I just thought I'd go test the weather right outside the door. I figured I'd just stand outside for a second, then yeah, come back in. I just wanted in. to look at myself in the mirror. You know. With this. She's right, though. Uh-oh. She helps me stay relatively respectable. All right, we should talk some about this message. Yeah, you we were, should. You were in Jude. and, and um, Now, I, did you make it to verse 10? I, no, I wanted to. Okay. I, I wanted to get to verse 10 and... You know, last night, because I generally do this, I sit down and I begin to look uh, at the next Sunday. You know, where where am I oh, headed? Okay. Where am I going? And, and I do that a lot on Sunday nights. I always tell pastors, never, ever let Monday go that you don't do something for Sunday. You never know what the end of the week's going right, to be like right, in the right. ministry. But don't, <clears throat> you know, don't take Mondays off. Use Monday as a study day. Sure. You know, begin to at least do some work on the message and all. Well, I do it on Sunday nights. I, I get started on it on Sunday nights. And uh, I'm trying to figure out, I think I'm going to do 10 through 16. But let me, I, when you come to that, I'll give you what I think he's doing in verse 10. Oh, okay. Okay. I was going to ask if you if you had something you wanted to say there, if you want to just save it for... For Sunday, but but yeah, that that is part of a thought. So we kind of have to work. Both my daughter and my wife said when Mike read the passage yesterday morning, both of them said they thought, "Oh, poor, 
you know, Debbie said, I thought, oh, poor Mac. What is he going to do with that stuff? It's hard. And uh, Courtney said she thought the same thing. She says, I thought, oh, Daddy, what, how are you going to get through this? What are you going to do with this? So I, I asked my wife last night, We were we, or yesterday afternoon, we were headed out late to go and walk a mile or two. And um, she said, uh, I, I said, well, she made some comment. I can't remember. No, no, that's what she said. She said, I thought, oh, my word, what are you going to do? I said, well, did, you, did it? Was it clear? Did you? And she just long pause, oh which boy. is, uh, and I said, well, bad okay, sign. it was not clear. I mean, was it that bad? And she said, no, no, no. I understood everything that you were saying, but she said, I thought this is some weird stuff it's, going it on. Is, it is one of the weirdest passages it, in scripture. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting how many references are kind of made back to that whole thing. And let me just talk about that for yeah, a minute. Yeah, go just launch because into it. You, when you look at verse 6 and it says, angels who did not keep their own domain. Now, let me stop there with that because yeah. there are those that interpret that. They did not keep their own domain. Some interpret that to mean that they did not keep their own um, physical, physical appearance, right. their own physical or their own appearance or their makeup. Or their, or how God had created them, which was angelic, but that they in some ways shifted and became human-like right. and pursued the daughters of men. And then when you get back to that Genesis chapter six passage, it's very, it's very murky. Who are the sons of God? Are they men or are they angels? Because right. this thing can go either way. We're not really certain. It's difficult to know. And th then comes the whole aspect, because Jesus makes the comment when he says that in heaven, they're neither, you know, they don't marry, they're neither... They're like the angels. Yeah, they're like the angels, which some take that to mean that they do not have a um, sexual nature, that right. they are, do not have, boy, this is tough, it's you know, tough. You don't, they don't have parts, yeah. let me just say. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's what Jesus was saying there, and I don't know what the Old Testament is saying uh, back there in the six. If these are men or if these women, but they have relations with the daughters of men, and they breed this what is called back there this right. race the, of yeah. people, the Nephilim, the Nephilim, the mighty men of renown. You know, the mighty men of renown. So there's a whole lot of just working through stuff then I'm going to be honest with you, I, you can, I could come down on either side, depending on the right. day and the argument and, and, and all of that. What, what's going on? There is, and I hate to even bring this up, there is, and I've had this in a counseling situation before, very bizarre. Oh, boy. Uh, not here, not, not in the state of Alabama. Uh, in, in demonic... Um, in demonology, in the study of demons, uh -huh. uh, there is a thing called an incubus right? Uh, that supposedly comes and has relations with a woman in the night. I've had a counseling situation like that Where before. they thought that was what happened? Yes. Golly, yes. that's terrifying. Well, anyway... Uh, Lord, how did we get off on this? Well, so you um, covered some of this before when we did First Peter. Okay, all you right. talked about the spirits in prison. That's the way it's listed. In, yep. And we talked a little bit about the mighty men of renown, the Nephilim right, in right, Genesis right. chapter six. And yes, it is kind of nebulous. But would you say that there is some kind of connection here? Well, it's, there. You know, there's so much there. 
that lends to that that you have to kind of stop and think, well, that's a, that's a real possibility of what has happened. So in other words, that, so I didn't take it that way yesterday. I right. did not take that they left their own appearance state, but that they left their domain, right. the place where God had put them, where well, God had created and put them to be rulers and authorities and powers and things like that, in that area right beneath the throne of God. And I had that down to talk about because the way you framed that was very a very powerful application. Because you said even if, if angels who have been created in, mm-hmm. in this way with this kind of power and closeness to God can still leave God, yes. you know, oh, you, oh, man, take heed lest yeah, you fall yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah, really. We, we have to be careful. And then, so uh, I think that you've done a good job addressing that. I think we can a- agree that, unless you wanted a button. No, I don't want to say any more okay. about it. That's enough. Well, so we. But we, it's, you don't know. But that's the way I, I, I chose to go. You know, when you have to make a call sometimes yes. in uh, exposition, you just have to make a call with what's the best. I can argue the other. Sure. I but I, I chose to argue this way because I think it fits better with what Jude is talking about. I, I try to keep it in the context of what is being said. Well, and you even set it up that way. You said, like, it's best to read this letter as a short sermon. Yes. It is him preaching a, a there's one idea, it is contend for the faith. He's using these other things really as illustrations Mm-hmm. just to help drive that one point home. Right. Now, you know, the amazing thing to me, and I think I said this in at least one service, and I've said it many times before, the Jews would have automatically known all of this. Yes, that's right. Uh, this read... would have been, they, they would have been so familiar with this, nobody would have had to have stopped and explained the situation. Well, because it's in all the, those extra-biblical documents. You specifically mentioned the Midrash, which that's the writing and the commentary mm-hmm. of the, of the, of the old rabbis, rabbis yeah. that sort of thing. And the Jews, if you grow up in Jewish culture, you're familiar with that. In the same way that, like, say today, a lot of people are very familiar with the ESV study notes. People in my generation, a lot of people have read that. Or you think about... Um, like maybe Matthew Henry's commentary, which is readily available online. These right. people, they know that that's out there. They, a lot of people know what they said. The Jews would have known this stuff really well. They wouldn't have been taken off guard. No, no. It's like an episode of Friends. Everybody yeah. would have known what was going on. It's in the cultural on. lexicon. You know, yeah. they're in the coffee shop. What's that guy's name in the coffee shop with the blonde hair? Oh, the guy that's always so mean because he's in love with Rachel? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I can't remember yeah. what his name well, is. Well, you know, if you... Yeah, it's it's a German name. Gunter. Gunter. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you if you just make a reference to Gunter or something right, like yeah. that, everybody would in this generation would know what you're talking. You know. But good old friends. Yeah. The central central perk. So you move from that. <coughs> excuse me. You move from that, and then you're talking about. Um, well, actually, it's backing up when he subsequently destroyed people that did not believe. You took yeah. us to Numbers chapter 14, showing how, like, that it absolutely is a biblical reference. Right. Everybody talks about how wonderful and beautiful the Exodus is, and it is. Mm-hmm. But then after that, God says, yeah, I've saved you guys, but you still have to follow me. And those that didn't believe are swallowed up in the ground. Yeah. Good yeah. gravy. Yeah. I don't know if we need to say anything else about that. Yeah. And they, you know, they 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 kind of repent of it, and the next day they go into battle and they get worn out. And God said, "I told you, you know, I've already <laughs> made I've made my decision I on this deal, and I'm not this. changing my mind on it." And we're going to get to that in the daily Bible reading plan. That's that's yeah. I think it's 13 while. today, right? In Exodus 13 today, yeah. 
It probably is. I'm sorry. I, 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 didn't, I didn't read it this morning. I, I usually read it ahead. I'm sorry. I read it ahead because I'm trying to get the readings together. I didn't read it this morning. Stop calling me out here. Yeah, but Joanna, put me on the daily email list. I'm sorry. Oh, goodness gracious, man. I've been outed again. Mm. Um, well, let me. I'll distract us with. So, so then so you you hurt. move on to the um, you move on soon to what what Michael says, and he has to defend the the body of Moses. And, yeah. Well, now I jumped too far. You talk. You now you can't. I'm going to go back to man. We could really talk about this a lot. Yeah. Well, let's don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in ver- so you talked about the same way the angels indulged in sexual mm-hmm. perversion. You mentioned Sodom and Gomorrah, that yeah. sort of thing. You talked about strange flesh. I know that you were. You did not want to, to dig into this subject no. yesterday. Is there any other commentary no, you want to... No, right. it's best to be left alone. It's amazing I've not been thrown off air already. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> well, but what, one thing that you said that was I'm helpful... I'm in Facebook jail. One thing, well, that was us last <laughs> no, week because we got the copyright claim. They put us in Facebook jail. Um, you're not even in Facebook existence. No, I'm not. Thank the Lord. Um, we, one thing you said, and I thought it was helpful... And it was helpful in multiple ways. You're like, why am I preaching this? Is it because I see Valleydale engaged in this? And yeah. you said, well, no. no. Like, I'm preaching it because it's here in the Word, and yeah. we need to preach the whole yeah. Word. Yeah. So I thought that was a good Yeah, well, that's what you do. When you preach expositionally, here, here's the thing about that. You, you move through a book. You move through a passage. You have to be honest with the text. And um, it doesn't mean that you always, this is a problem here at Valleydale. Well, this is not a problem here at Valleydale. Thank the Lord uh, for that. But this is what I sense, and this is very, I'm saying this very seriously. We live in very, very, just weird days. Yeah, dark days for sure. And um, very uncertain times. We don't know what's coming next. I know enough scripture to know we live in, uh, if we're not living in the you know last days, we, we're just missing a good opportunity. <laughs> uh, and I want people in this church to be prepared for the days ahead. Yes. There's going to be a moment when our society is going to collapse. Now, and you say, well, now that is so negative, and that's so, listen, go read history. Yeah. You know, just watch one civilization and culture after another. So they do collapse. They rise and fall. They rise and they fall. Um, and I want the people of God, at least those that sit under my voice, to be prepared that it doesn't take us by shock. Right. That we are prepared spiritually, which is better than being prepared any other kind of way. Correct. Uh, and that we'll know how to give an answer to those neighbors, family, friends, associates around us who are going to be desperately looking for an answer. We caught and saw just a bit of that in 2020, yes. where everybody was right and saying, What do we do? What's happening? What's going on? You know, and you watch so many people's lives fall apart. Suicide rates are up. Uh, depression has gone out of the roof. Uh, yeah. The the rate of abuse of children and spouses and women and, and all is just through the roof. What we're seeing take place, you're seeing the unraveling of a culture, of a society. And that's just in our neck of the woods, right, you know, right. it's just in America here, pay no attention to what's going on in the rest of the world, 
This is what's happening here. And I want Christians to be standing when the smoke clears and able to say, I have an answer for you. Now, that's my heart. That's, totally. And that's, maybe this is why God led me to this book. I don't know why I felt so strongly because I have never struggled preaching a book like I've struggled preaching through Jude. Number one, it's not fun little tea time stuff. No, this is this is dark um, stuff. Some of it is. Uh, it's, it's very heavy. But I, I and it's a warning to the church. You've got to police yourself inside the family of God. Now that doesn't mean you go out on a witch hunt. I, I certainly don't imply that. But every one of us are responsible to watch ourselves and to be sure that what we're doing comes under the authority of God's word. And just like the 80s after school specials used to say, knowing is half the battle. So you, you, you took us through this and you said, here's these things that are out there. Here's these things that are a danger. Let every man take heed lest he fall. Yeah, there, yeah, you've heard yeah, it. Now yeah, let's move on. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily take much more than that. We don't need to meditate on demonology. No, We Lord, don't no, need to meditate no. on perverse sexuality. We no, just need no, to understand no, no. that those things are uh, wrong yeah. and pray for forgiveness and deliverance. Now, I wanted to hit you with uh, one more thing. We're going to have to close things up in a minute. i got to start. Okay, I'm going to ask you about your, <clears throat> your views on the canonicity of the Book of Enoch. But first of all, you said... In the first service, the fact-checkers are coming after you again. And, and for everybody keeping score at home, the fact-checkers are, are just me. There's nobody else. It's just me. Because you kept referencing the Denzel Washington movie, and you said, this is not the Book of Enoch, Yeah, but that's not the title of the movie. No, no. It's, okay, go ahead. You say it, and then I'll, I'll, I'll give you the correction. It's the book of Eli. <laughs> That's the Denzel Washington Well, there movie. is a book of Enoch now in 2020. There's a movie, the book of Enoch? Yeah, with Denzel Washington. No, Isn't there's right? not. Yeah, there there's is. There's another. Yeah. I'm looking at our relative, our yeah. local uh, film expert. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, we're looking. Is that the subtitle for the look, tragedy of Macbeth? We're looking you over here. You watched that no. the other day. Hey, where do you watch that? Because I want to see that. Apple Plus. It's really amazing. Well, I really want to see Macbeth. Three. Black and white. I watched yeah. the trailer. It looks unbelievable. Is it, is it really is. faithful to the Shakespearean text? Is it real? You've never read it before. <laughs> You've never read it before. Okay. <laughs> okay. So there is a movie. Pastor's looking this up in real time yeah, for all of our audio-only listeners. He's um, looking this up on his phone. Joanna's, Joanna's over there. She's shaking her head. Okay, so Denzel Washington's movie was The Book of Eli. Yes, yes. The Book and of Eli. And he played, what was his name in that, Lazarus? I thought his name was Eli. Was it Eli? Okay. It was, because at, at the end, you want me to spoil the whole movie? People shouldn't watch that movie anyway. It's too violent, right? Um, <laughs> Don't do it. I shouldn't spoil it? All right, I won't, I won't spoil it. But you can't watch that one with kids. It's really, really violent. The Book of Enoch movie, and it has Denzel Washington. See, look, All right, just well, because you're old doesn't mean I you don't know something. Current. I can't. Are you spelling it with a K? E N O C H. The Book of Enoch movie, Denzel Washington. The Book of Eli comes up. 2020. I don't know. Pastor, are you on the dark web? I don't even know what that, I don't even know what that website well, is. I, I, see? <laughs> all right, we're going to settle this once and for all later on. I'm going to do my own private FB Live, and okay. I'm going <laughs> to... 
Well, you know, it was kind of along the same lines yeah. as the book of Eli. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You've got one apocryphal book, you got another. So, so, but, all right, so I have to ask you this. So Joanne is telling us we've got to finish up soon. But so the. Um, <laughs> She never tells me anything. I just put words in her mouth. But so you took a different angle on this. I had always heard like, well, because Jude said it, like then it becomes the inspired word of God. No, and we can trust no. that this actually took place. There, but you there are take. those conservative commentators who say there were though there were those who said because he quoted the assumption of Moses in the book of Enoch that they did not take Jude to be. Uh, part of the canon. Well, what are you going to do with Paul in at Mars Hill right. when he stands up and he begins to quote Greek poets? Acts 17. You what mean? it is is simply an illustration. He's not, as he quotes this, he's not saying this is canonical. Oh, okay. This is, you know, inspired scripture. He's again going and appealing to the literature that Jews would have known about in that day now and that's time. That's fast. I had never heard that take. Yes. That was really interesting. Yeah. No, you know, the apocryphal books we do not believe were, we don't think that they're inspired. We don't believe they're inspired. Right. And, and obviously through 2,000 years of Christian history, most people have not either. Now, they are included in the Catholic Bible. You know, in the middle, in between. Right. They're, they're good for history. They're good for cultural understanding. They're good for background material, things like that. Just like when I quote Dickens or if I quote sure. whoever, uh, I am not saying this is, you know, inerrant. When I talk about a movie, and I can be wrong, the book of Eli, you know. Uh, <laughs> I but shouldn't there have is come a book of so Enoch. strong on that. So, well, so anyway. that's that's really interesting because now reading it again, thinking yeah. about that, it's an can, illustration. Yeah, he's just trying to get to that point of saying the Lord rebuke you. Yeah, that he's just getting on. Yeah, he's huh. he's using it as an illustration. He's doing midrash. He's he's doing Jewish midrash. He is giving an exposition of a passage, referring to a passage, tying it uh, to a passage, giving an illustration and an application with it. Really, really helpful. Well, I hope you guys stuck with us for the uh, entirety of our sermon recap today. I had a great time, and uh, Lord only knows if I'm going to be here next week. Who knows? I just stare at you. For Lauren's sake, I hope not. Okay, but if we have the baby today, it'll be like the baby will be seven days old. Do it, Josh. Yeah. Cecil B. DeMille over here. (laughs) Cecil B. DeMille. Good gracious. Um, all right, okay. so we're going to finish up. Pastor will be back on Wednesday. Are you finishing up Joseph this Wednesday? No, Lord, no. We got tons, got tons of chapters tons to of go chapters through. Left. Joseph this Wednesday night, then we're back with Jude in the next five verses or so. This Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And now, now we're ready. WrestleMania.